Hello everyone, welcome to part two of the Jeffrey Epstein case. In this episode we're going to be going into the life of Prince Andrew and Epstein's dodgy ass girlfriend, which means we will still be talking about child sex trafficking, child abuse, sexual assault, sexual abuse and rape that some people may find upsetting and or disturbing. If that is the case, this may not be the episode for you. We do have some more light-hearted episodes, believe it or not, if you want to go check those out. But anyway, on with the episode. What up? My dude, you're there? Hello. Okay. Yeah, there you are. You are there. <laughs> no, I was just making sure my sound levels and everything was fine. But we all good. Fair enough, we all good over here. How have you been? Uh, I've been good. It's been good. Um, it's part two. I'm remembering it's a part two. Part two, yes it is. Last episode, we went into the life of Jeffrey Epstein. Which was funny because on my Instagram, um... Oh, the, the meme's not there anymore, but I, I randomly came across a meme, and it was just, um, I don't know what site it was, like an OG site, and it was just like a friend request, and it just had like Fred, PewDiePie, oh, I was like, annoying orange Fred, PewDiePie, and then just in the corner cut off was just Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> as a friend request, and I'm like, of course after we covered Jeffrey Epstein part one, I'm getting memes with him in it, just out of nowhere. They're listening, that's what's Bro. happening. They are really listening, clearly. Yeah, people are listening. I don't I don't want to see that fucking ugly-ass man. I thought it was funny, though. He's a very ugly man, isn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah, they, they used that, the, the mugshot of him in that meme. And in fact, it was cut off, and it was just like, if you looked at it, you slightly saw Epstein. I was like, oh yeah, never. <laughs> never, never I want to see, see memes of that man. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for this episode, because we get to talk about other people... And we get to talk about <laughs> the other people that were in heavily involved in this. Uh, one particular one is part of the royal family. Yeah. Now I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of the royals. Like I, like I said, I said yeah because it's like good on the royals having someone in their family who did. Questionable, questionable things. You got him, and then you got his brother, who is now our king, who supports paedophiles, and he's very known for doing so. See, I maybe it's just me, because I'm Scottish, but, you know, royals are royals. I never really gave a fuck about them anyway. I do. Yeah, it's I because don't... it's rooted history. Like... I yeah, I've never really given a shit either. If being completely honest, like I like see, I like every now and again you always see like funny videos of the, yeah of, of, of like the queen when she was alive, like how she could be funny at times and all this kind of stuff and like randomness about her, like that was fine. And I I wa like I've watched The Crown on Netflix. I like The Crown. Like that's actually pretty interesting. But I, other than that, I couldn't give a flying fuck about it. Like, um, I, I guess it's good for tourism and stuff. But 
Like, so I was in London a few weeks ago to watch AW All In. And um, on our last day in London, because we spent the weekend there, we did go around, like, the touristy stuff. So we went to Buckingham Palace and everything. And, like, people will be there for hours. Or just way too long. I think we were stood in front of it for probably, like, five minutes. And then that was it. It's like, otherwise you're just staring at a massive building for fucking ages. Yeah, and I mean, I guess because, well... Like, the, they, yeah, they yeah for home. tourism. They weren't even home. I mean, yeah, for tourism, but it's it's it's, a, it's just an entirely British thing to have kings and queens that have ruled uh, monarchy for years and years in our past. But I was just the same as you. I mean, the, um, I was dying. G- I, was, I was dying my hair when she died as well. You know, I was dying. I mean, the you know the royals had some seedy stuff going on, but like you know, um, Prince Harry and uh. Prince yeah, William. Prince Harry was fucking getting it down at Beyonce. He was fucking love it. He looked well happy. I mean, like, the, 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 you ah. know, because obviously, I think as Prince Harry and Prince William are, you know, young, but not, yeah. like, a little older than us. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, some of the things I respected that they did, because obviously the tragedy they went through, and obviously uh, serving in the Air Force, etc., and especially, well obviously the especially harry yeah there's um obviously ties up here because i live in scotland and i live in the northeast part where balmoral is so obviously the king and queen um traveled up here a lot to balmoral and obviously when she was getting taken down i think that's the one fact to do know philip was never a fucking king um philip wasn't a king that's not how it works Oh, sorry. Um, but you know he he he's travelled up. The new king will um, visit here. I mean, I meant to say the royals had been up here. Uh, shows how much I know. But it's just one of those things that I guess are the other countries as well. You just have deep rooted history stuff, and it's just yeah, that it's just there. You never get either. People get overly excited or they don't because it's just yeah. You know, for all the time I was born, the queens there, the royal family, okay. That's it. Like, the royal family have been there before, etc., etc. Never got anything excited, but obviously, when we're going to talk about you know who, that's that side of the royal family where it's like, oh, it's not all crystal clear, squeaky clean, because this has been going on. And when this came out, I was a bit like, oof, oh dear. Yeah. So like, with like the royal family, I preferred. Andrew's wife, Sarah Ferguson, because she was even in an, she was in an episode of Friends as well, which I find really fucking funny. I don't even know who she is. She was his she's his ex-wife, but she in like nineteen ninety seven, I think it was. Um, there's an episode. I think it's nine ninety seven. Uh, there's an episode of Friends where they all go to London for Ross's wedding, and uh, Joey wants to do all the touristy stuff, but Chandler's kind of embarrassed of him. So Joey just fucks off on his own and does all the touristy stuff. And when he was like, uh, and then when I think he was outside Westminster Abbey, he bumps into Sarah Ferguson and does a video with her, uh, which is kind of random. But that's the only thing I kind of know about it. I know that they're obviously not married anymore. They kind of broke up around the similar time to Charles and Diana, from what I remember rightly. Um, but I, one thing I do know is that in The Crown, because I've watched The Crown, um, there was like a 
brief it was a brief bit in an episode where I think Philip was uh, saying to the Queen, saying to Lizzie, he was saying to Lizzie, he was like, oh, everyone's got a favourite, like, in terms of kids. And if you've got more than, if you've got siblings, then yes, every parent claims that they don't have a favourite, they fucking do. Favouritism exists. I, I, I'm an only child, but I know favouritism exists in everything like, you can deny it but your heart will always have more feelings towards something else but you'll just say that there isn't well like in that bit of the episode the queen was like no i don't have a favor how dare you suggest that and philip went yeah you do i know who your favorite is and she went okay who's your favorite and he goes Anne. like straight away she goes Anne. no no hesitation and then he's, he's like, we all know who your favourite is. And she's like, no, I don't. And he, went, and he just looks and went, yes, you do. And she went, okay, maybe I do. But they never say who, who it is. And if everyone knows that the Queen's favourite child was Andrew. So fuck Charles, I guess. But everyone knew that the Queen's favourite was Andrew. Which, actually, no, fuck Charles and Edward then. I forgot they've got four. They had four kids. Fucking Nora. Uh, but yeah, they never said his name. Because around that time, when they were filming it, I think everything started to come out even more about him. So they could they didn't want to say his name because the Queen was still alive, so they didn't want to be like, oh, the Queen's favourite is a pedo. But yeah, we're going to go into Prince Andrew today. Um, for all those who don't know who Prince Andrew is, he is a part of the British royal family. He is the uh, he is the second son of Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. He was born on the nineteenth of February, nineteen sixty, at three thirty p.m. And he was born in the Belgian suite of Buckingham Palace. So he was born in the palace. He was baptized in the palace's music room on the eighth of April, nineteen sixty, because apparently that's important. Uh, Andrew was the first child born to a reigning British monarch since Princess Beatrice in 1857. That's a weird fact. As with his siblings, Charles, Anne and Edward, Andrew was looked after by a governess who was responsible for his early education at Buckingham Palace. He was... I think it's like a very known fact that um, Diana was one of the only technically royals who wanted to be very hands-on with her kids she wanted to be very very involved and wanted to take the kids with her when she was going on tours and she didn't want to be apart from harry and william when they were when they were growing up but it's always a very because how tradition normally goes is that the kids are not when the because when the yeah a lot of the time, the royal family, the parents tend to go on tours, especially after just getting married. They tend to go on tours around the world, tend to go around like, the country, Australia, all this kind of stuff. It's basically anywhere where the queen has like control, I guess. I think that's what it is. Fresh colonies yeah. and other places. Yeah. Uh, but the kids never normally go with them. They, can, they stay at home and they get taken care of by a governess or a nanny is technically the better way of saying it uh so he was sent to heather down school near ascot in berkshire 
In September 1973, he entered Gordonston in Northern Scotland, where which his father and elder brother had also attended. He was yes, <laughs> he went to. Wait, yeah, am I thinking? Yeah, Gordonston. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna uh, guess it's a fucking snobby thing. No, if I'm oh, oh, very is that rich, very rich. G Gordon S T O U N school, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the one up in Elgin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's snobby. It's got um, to be good royals there. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, I when you said it, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the one in. Um, apparently, uh, David Bowie's son, Duncan Jones, went to Gordonston. Oh, fair. And Jason Connery, act, uh, son of uh, Sean Connery, also attended. So, a lot of famous people apparently go there. I did not know that, but yes, it's in Elgin. So, maybe it's, it's snobby. If someone's listening and they went there, It's probably then... a place if you could afford to go there, then fair enough. Oh, uh, if it's like that, you can afford to, then... But I'm going to guess a lot of kids got put there because their families were kind of known and famous, and I guess it keeps them... Not with people of their own kind, but people who understand their, what's going on with their, with their lives a lot better and also keeps them away from the public eye a lot easier. I guess so. I did always wonder why a lot of the times they always wanted to come up to Scotland. I always thought that it was, yeah, yeah. because they want to keep close bonds with us. Because you know what, well, well you, you like English them. people know what we think about you. That's fucking, yeah, that's what I was going to say, but the Scots fucking hate us, which I understand, and also, they're pretty sure it's a very, fairly common thing for the Scots to not really like the royals too much. Really? Um, some people do, but like, the whole idea of waving the British flag, uh, no. Have a British flag. It is, <laughs> it is next to me. I do sometimes question when people wave that flag, because they shouldn't be waving that one, they should be waving the... It's the same, if it's the same for someone in Northern Ireland or Wales. If they yeah. were waving the British flag, I'd be like, hmm, okay, but I'd realistically say to them, well, why are you not waving the Welsh flag, the Northern Irish flag? Or like, for us, I have my Scottish flag up and not that fucking UK flag, for reasons why you can understand. Yeah. But obviously, uh, you know, having royals come up here and, oh, the royals are up here, okay. I just thought it was just to kind of keep close bonds, to be like, oh, yeah, we, you know... Well, we, our kids and all that, we'll travel up to Scotland, we'll vacation there, it's very nice, just so that there's no argy-bargy between the two of us, but as years have gone by, you know. Yeah, so he tended Gordonston in Northern Scotland. He was nicknamed the Snigger by his schoolmates because of his off-colour jokes, and when he would tell the jokes, he would start laughing in a very not-normal way, apparently. Uh, while there, he spent six months from January to June 1977 participating in an exchange program to Lakefield College School in Canada. He left Gordonston in July two years later with A-levels in English, History and Economics. Andrew is a keen golfer and has had a low single-figure fig handicap. He was captain of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club at St Andrews between 2003 and 2004 during the club's 250th anniversary season, was patron for a number of royal golf clubs and has been elected as an honorary member of many others. Doesn't change the fact that he's a raging pedo. In 2004, he was criticised by Labour co-MP Ian Davidson, who, in a letter to the 
NAO questioned Andrew's decision to fly to St. Andrews on RAF planes for two golfing trips. Yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Like, you use, he's using RAF planes to go to golfing trips. You don't fucking need to. That just seems stupid to me. I'm not surprised he was criticised for it. Andrew uh, resigned his honorary membership of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews when the Queen removed royal patronage at several golf clubs. His honorary membership of the Royal uh, Dunnock Golf Club was revoked in the following month. He met the American photographer and actress Koo Stark in February 1981 before his active service in the Falklands War. In October 1982, they took a holiday together on the island of Mustique. Tina Brown said that Stark was Andrew's only serious love interest at the time. In 1983, they split up after pressure from the press, paparazzi and palace. In 1997, Andrew became a godfather to Stark's daughter. That's not weird. When Andrew was facing accusations in when Andrew was facing accusations in 2015 over his connection to, to Jeffrey Epstein, Stark came to his defense. Fuck you. Andrew married Sarah Ferguson at Westminster Abbey on the 23rd of July 1986. I don't like that. That's my birthday, man. Granted, it's like 12 years before I was born, but I still don't like it. On the same day, Queen Elizabeth II created him Duke of York, Earl of Everness, and Baron Gillilee. The first two of these titles were previously held by both his maternal grandfather and great-grandfather. Prince Andrew had known Sarah since childhood. They met occasionally at polo matches and became, re became reacquainted with each other at Royal Ascot in 1985. The couple appeared to have a happy marriage and had two daughters together called Beatrice and Eugene. A Eugenie, I think. Yeah, Eugenie. Presenting a united outward appearance during the late 80s. Sarah's personal qualities were seen as refreshing in the context of the formal protocols surrounding the family. However, Andrew's frequent travel due to his military career, as well as relentless, often critical media attention focused on the Duchess of York, yet uh, led to fractures in the marriage. On the 19th of March 1992, the couple announced plans to separate and did so in an amicable way. In August of that same year, tabloid media outlets published pictures of John Bryan sucking on Sarah's toes. I'm going to say you're weird for sucking on toes, but okay, each to their own. We don't kink shame, but the sucking and the, the uh, tongue going through the toes, not for me, not for me. Uh, which effectively ended any hopes of, recollection, of, rec of reconciliation between the two. Uh, the Duchess had claimed throughout the separation that Brian was her financial advisor, a claim that Prince Andrew believed. The marriage ended, ended in divorce on the 30th of May 1996. The Duke of York spoke fondly of his former wife in 2008. He said, We have managed to work together to bring up our children in a way that few others have been able to, and I am extremely grateful to be able to do that. Why do I feel like that quote was a bit of a dig at his brother? Because... <laughs> That Diana divorce was fucking... It was toxic and a train wreck from what I know. That was definitely a dig at his brother. <laughs> it's like, oh, a few others haven't been able to work out their co-parenting skills, but I've managed it. That was so a dig at his brother. That's kind of funny, actually, I'm not going to lie. 
In May 2010, Sarah was filmed by News of the World reporter saying Andrew had agreed that if she were to receive £500,000, he would meet the donor and pass on useful top-level business contracts. She was filmed receiving in cash £40,000 as a down payment. Papers said that Andrew did not know of the agreement. In July 2011, Sarah stated that her multi-million pound debts had been cleared due to the uh, intervention of her former husband, whom she compared to a knight on the white charger. (laughs) Knight on the white charger, that's a very weird quote. Now, in 2012, it did come out that Sarah admitted that she had made a gigantic error of judgment because that, the, the, the debts that got paid off were paid off by Jeffrey Epstein. And she apologised for accepting money from him. She did, however, continue to defend Andrew's controversial form of friendship with Epstein. But basically, Epstein paid her debts for her. Which makes me question, does she know something? Because why would he just pay off the debts out of the kindness of his heart when the man was known to be quite fucking cold? Yeah. Like, what? Does she know something? Because that sounds like a payoff. Like, I'll pay off your fucking debts if you don't talk about this to anyone. Very sneaky, though, when people use their, I have a ton of money. Yeah. Um... You shut up, and I give you money. It's weird because he—it's—we've already established on the last episode that he's very cold, and the way he made money was not done in a very—it was done in sometimes in dodgy ways, which is not a surprise because it's for a rich guy. But paying off um, your friend's ex-wife's debts out of the blue when you've known to when around this time bear in mind i think a couple years beforehand we established last episode that he'd already been arrested and charged and put down on the sex offenders register so that was around this time and then now he's paying he's paying off her debts that sounds a bit too close in terms of time frames and a bit weird yeah Andrew was friends with Jeffrey Epstein BBC News reported in March 2011 that the friendship was producing a steady steam of criticism and there were calls for him to step down from his role as trade envoy. Andrew was also criticised in the media after his former wife Sarah disclosed that he helped arrange for Epstein to pay off £15,000 of her debts yeah she knew something Andrew had been photographed in December 2010 strolling with Epstein in Central Park during a visit to New York City. In July 2011, Andrew's role as trade envoy was terminated and he reportedly cut all ties with Epstein. On the 30th of December 2014, a Florida court filing by by lawyers Bradley J. Edwards and Paul G. Cassell alleged that Andrew was one of the several prominent figures, including lawyer Alan Dershowitz and a former prime minister, definitely Tony Blair, to have participated in sexual acts with a minor, later identified as Virginia Guri, uh, Guffrey, sorry, who was allegedly trafficked by Epstein. Uh, if you don't know who she is, because the name itself did not make me know who she was, well, basically, that famous picture of Andrew with that young girl that pretty much got circulated when this all came out, that's her. Yeah, the um, 
He's like wearing a white shirt or something, isn't he? And he's got his hand around her. Yes. Is that the one? Yes, that's her. That's her. Yeah, that was, yeah. I think I think a lot of people have seen it. If you haven't seen that, that one was definitely circulating around loads. That was the main They had it in the paper and everything. Yeah, the main image in the papers as well. Well, yeah, because that was the picture that went out that showed that he did know her and they have met. They were in the same place at the same time. There's definitely he, 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 he can't deny anything from that. But then he says that he was photoshopped and that he wasn't there that day. He's never actually met her. He was in a Pizza Express. <laughs> Oh, good. That's what, <laughs> what that is. That's what that is. So this I is what I wait. I, to be honest, this was the most exciting thing about <laughs> talking about this one is the Pizza Express. So an affidavit from from uh, Virginia was included in an earlier lawsuit from 2018. So she reported this in 2018. People make it look. The news kind of made it look like this wasn't spoken about until the mid 2010s, when actually this was spoken about in 20 in, in 2008. Uh, 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 this was accusing the U.S. Justice Department of violating the Crimes Victims' Rights Act during Epstein's first criminal case by not allowing several of his victims to challenge his plea deal. Andrew was otherwise not a party to the lawsuit at this time. But she started going to the police about this in the mid-2000s. People are acting like she started doing this in the, tw- the mid-2010s when she'd actually been doing this for about a decade by the time this had come out. Well, by the time it was international news about Andrew being involved. But she was already going to the police at least a good couple years after this had happened to her. And for those who are... And for people who tend to come forward and do the whole, like, why did it take you so long to go to the police? For a lot of people, especially when you're that young, you don't process the trauma properly at that one singular point like straight after it happens you don't process the trauma you can you spend mostly most of the time being extremely in denial about what happened and you good i'm sorry this can't be real this didn't happen apparently channel 4 put a billboard for prince Andrew the musical outside the pizza express that says if you miss it you better have a decent alibi mate that mate if it's channel 4 i'm gonna guess oh, it's true channel 4 no. channel 4 and itv when it comes to slating the bbc and the royal family do not hold back well, I, I was I remembered that people memed the hell out of this mm-hmm. on um because there's the Pizza Express and Walking. Yeah, if you've ever been to Walking. Yeah, and I, that he said that he doesn't sweat. He was not uh, sweating uh, that all. He doesn't I sweat, and oh, I I remember because I swear people review bombed it, and I'm just looking at it now, and I love this the fact that some of the reviews Leo Mac. <laughs> Four stars out of five. Not my local branch, but I had a great alibi. Sorry, meal with my kids here in March. I love the dough balls and the polo pesto. Great service as always. Can always rely. Um, I've eaten here with my child. No pizza wasn't hot. I didn't sweat. I can't use my time in the Falklands. I definitely wasn't in trap nightclub. Oh my god. <laughs> if you're in need of an alibi, this is the restaurant for you. <laughs> Jesus. It's oh this one. It has been eighteen years since I visited, but I remember it like it was yesterday. 
I was sweating profusely. So were all the other customers. It was hot. The pizza was spicy. The atmosphere was electric. But one man, one mysterious man was ice cold, sweat free. I'll never forget it. He was like a prince amongst men. <laughs> I love the internet. I don't even know if the Pizza Express still fucking exists. I've ne have you even eaten it's Pizza Express? Yes. I don't think I've ever eaten it at Pizza Express. I'm probably like, like, because normally you just kind of got to the stage where you're buying the pizzas and like Sainsbury's or Tesco, weren't you? I always do that. I thought Pizza Express was quite fucking expensive. Eh, it's kind of just standard, I think. I've been in there like a couple times. Like for food, but it's always been like, oh, someone, like, <laughs> like someone's just gone, oh, do you want to go to Pizza Express? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? But it's like, oh, no, no, one, no, one, no one gets excited to go. It's like, <laughs> it's basically as if you just, um, you, it's, it's as if you'd put diamonds, it's as if you'd not diamond, cheap, it's as like, if like you put like cheap plastic diamonds on a Pizza Hut. Uh, that review was cut off, the one where it said, I've eaten here with my child, though the pizza wasn't very hot, I didn't swear, I can due to my time in the Falklands. And it, it, it said after that, it wa I definitely wasn't in Trump nightclub, brackets, which I've never heard of, sweating all over a young girl, because as I said, I can't sweat. H. <laughs> H. Prince Andrew, fuck's sake. I mean, I swear nobody's ever eaten in that restaurant again. And um, I mean, the fact I'm pretty sure it was just after this when they went bankrupt as well. Yeah, Peter's, uh, and also I just don't understand, right? When people do fucked up stuff and then they come away with such fucking bullshit. And and as you just reminded me there when he said, "I don't sweat." Also, Sorry, he's like saying that he cut off his um, friendship with Epstein, right? But it was in the mid-2000s where he got arrested for being a sex offender. And he was already on the sex offender's register at this point. Andrew's still trotting about with him in 2010 and 2011. It's, it's a good few years after he's been arrested for being a sex offender and a paedophile. Like, you're, already, you're still trying around with him, mate. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I've cut all ties with him. Yeah, like, what, five, five to six years after he was initially arrested? Like fuck off! Should have got, should have done the logical thing. Like, like I've like, which is horrific. But I've had it before where I've been mates with someone, and then unfortunately it turned out they were a nonce. And you know what I did? Never spoke to him again. Didn't even ask. Or I was like, See, like there was enough evidence where I was like, nah, fuck you, bye bye. See you later. It's the, when someone says cut off ties. Then they do still do stuff. It's not 100% really cutting off ties. Because if you were truly cutting off ties, you never speak to them, you never contact them, you never get involved with anything that they do. You'd Well, in, in this day and age now, you unfollow them, you don't have any sort of contact to them, you know. Why is he chilling with him around Christmas time? Yeah, I mean... And, 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 and yeah, Christmas time is a time, uh, you know, a well-celebrated holiday. If you've cut ties, you wouldn't be hanging out with someone on a very well-celebrated holiday, you know. It's not like it's just a random day of the week, like a random Tuesday. It's fucking Christmas time. You know, a time where people get together and celebrate joyfulness and open presents and shit. Yeah, in, in January 2015, there was renewed media and public uh, pressure for Buckingham Palace to explain Andrew's connection with Epstein. 
Buckingham Palace stated that any suggestion of impropriety with underage minors is categorically untrue. Bullshit. Of course they'd say it's untrue. Yeah, of course. They don't. They, they want a clean slate. It's like, oh, the palace have said that it's not true. Or oh, what the fuck did you think they were going to say, you fucking moron? They're not going to go away and be like, yeah, he's a pedo. Check They're not just going to straight up go, yep, 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 oh, well, hands up. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to do that. Uh, they and later repeated. They later repeated the denial as as time went on. Do you know what's funny? I think it became more obvious that it was true when the Queen started being like, "Yeah, Andrew, I am. I'm taking away all your shit." <laughs> like, I'm pretty revoked sure. The yeah, the titles and everything got revoked, right? Yeah, yeah. When they when she revoked his titles, that's when we all went, "Ah, the Lizzie knows." <laughs> Well, yeah, I like, mean... Fuck off. Like, you, you, like if, he was, if he was so convinced that he definitely do it, didn't do it, and you were so adamant that he was innocent, you would not take away his titles. You'd stand your ground, and you'd go, no, he didn't fucking do it, this is a load of bullshit. But instead, they took away his fucking titles and his security, and went, no, fuck you. I mean, that's like... you won't, If you were so, so adamant that you have not done it or that the person that you are representing has not done it you wouldn't strip away the titles because it would make no sense to do so like you can't even use the whole excuse of we're trying to make the public happy because they're attacking the royal family it makes us look bad what makes you look worse is basically proving that the public is right if you are so adamant that he's innocent but he clearly fucking isn't because his excuse, his alibi, and everything else around the situation is total bullshit. I, it is one of those instances where if something comes out and then actions are taken away straight away, it's that thing of like, well, you're acknowledging it. And in this case, it's like, oh, we'll strip everything from him. You won't have everything. It's kind of like, well, that's you insinuating that he has done bad stuff that you're immediately trying to go okay we'll listen to the public and strip everything away which when i um, remember hearing that i was like okay then he's he's definitely done that stuff then and they know because they've stripped it straight away to make it be like oh look well he fucked up but he doesn't have any of this stuff now don't hate us we're stripping it all the way as like that still doesn't deter the fact he did this stuff also one thing to point out about this her lawyers requested a statement from Andrew about the allegations under oath and they and Andrew and his team sent nothing back so they did not even send something back to say it was untrue they were just like no we're just gonna leave it and it's like if you are so fucking adamant that it's not true you would say it's not instead the fucking cunt went on what panorama and got interviewed about it it's like Oh yeah, you went on fucking panorama. Do, do the fucking law based shit. Go with your lawyers and do it the logical way instead of sitting there with, in front of this woman who's interviewing you on BBC Panorama and come out That's... with this fucking bullshit excuse which made you look fucking worse anyway. It's funny because I was just looking at memes and someone made a meme and on the table they just put a pizza and the tagline was I'm waiting for a statement from Pizza Express. <laughs> but yeah, he went, it's, see, if you do something and then you don't address it, then people start going, what's going on here, you know. Not that you should always address stuff straight away, but if you leave a long period, that gives the people the idea of like, oh, you know you fucked up. Well, yeah, and exactly. then, then doing the whole thing of, well, you know what, the best thing to do is I'll go on the telly 
and then vent it out on the telly so millions of people can see that I'm innocent because the best place to do is on the telly, you know, waiting that time to just say it on the telly instead of just straight away. Yep. Well, Virginia has has said that she had sex with Andrew, which is a just the Andrew, the idea of Andrew doing anything sexual is but is disgusting. If you've seen the man, he looks like a toad. Uh, she said that she had sex with Andrew on three occasions, including a trip to London in 2001 when she was 17. One thing I want to point out, because there will be people who say this, but it's over the age of 16, so it's technically legal. If you have to use the sentence, it's technically legal, you shouldn't be doing it. See... Because I get your point. I get technically. Your point. See, when you say technically, when even you say that, I'm already using air quotes because usually when people say technically, it's that level of just trying to push it over the justifiable like, sort of like lip, like if you will. Like true. She is of legal age in London. Like true, she was. However, this is a man who's in his, what, 30s at this point? Late, mid, mid to late 30s. He's got two fucking daughters and who i think at this time were not too far away from her, from this girl's age which is fucking gross when you think about it even more but if you have to use the term it's technically legal my brain's just going to you're driving a black horse or driving out mackie's trying to pick up 16 year olds because it's technically legal that's where my brain goes to if you're doing if you're coming out with that kind of shit but she had so another point so one thing to point out that yeah she's had sex with him on a trip to London in 2001 when she was 17 but then that same year she slept with him in New York which you can't use that I don't even I think it's still I think it's illegal in New York because you have to be above the age of 18 I'm pretty sure I have to double check I think different states have different laws with that and again on Little St. James in the US Virgin Islands. Now she has said that this is what makes it illegal, guys. She has said that Epstein paid her $15,000 after she had sex with Andrew in London. See, in London it's technically legal because prostitution, because that's technically what that would be at that point, because she's being paid for it, is legal in the UK. It is legal. You can't run a brothel. You can't run a brothel, but prostitution is legal. But at the end of the day, every single time she met them, she got paid for sleeping with Andrew or with Epstein, which is illegal in the United States. I'm fairly certain that it is legal. It, uh, illegal, I mean. And also, this is technically classed as sex trafficking, which is highly illegal. No matter where you fucking go, I'm pretty sure. If anyone tries to justify that, will you fuck off? No, because it literally has said that she that the part of the lawsuit that that part of the thing that she's trying to do with her lawyers is get them done for sex trafficking because that's what happened. She was being sex trafficked. Because bear in mind, she's also fucking seventeen, so technically it's classed as as child sex trafficking because she's not above a legal age. She's not even allowed to drink in the UK at this fucking point in time. Like, if she was going to get married, say, at 17, she'd still have to get parental permission. Like, this is child sex trafficking completely. So then we go on to the, the 
I the, the very famous picture. Andrew and Virginia were photographed together with his arm around her waist with an Epstein associate who was Gillian Maxwell, who is Epstein's then girlfriend in the background. Though Andrew's supporters have repeatedly said that the photo is fake and edited, wow. I want to point Ow. out when this was. This is in 2001. You can't fake an image that well in 2001. There wasn't the technology for it. Yeah, how the fuck are you photoshopping that shit? Exactly. My Photoshop would have existed probably in 2001. But bro, that's some fucking clever, clear fucking, like, Photoshop. I mean, you know, they've got, I'm looking at an image right now, I'm looking at an image right now. They got it down to a T. There's no marks around his hand that's around her waist. You know, her hand, which is around the back, which you can kind of just see. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's done extremely well if it's photoshopped, which it's not. Well, then again, it's like any fucking picture that comes out as, like, evidence, even if it's a CCTV picture of, like, someone being attacked or raped or anything like this, someone is always out there just going, Photoshop. Also, if you look at the photo, right? Yeah. I just realised, look, look in the window in the back. There's a massive fucking glowing light. Surely that's the light coming off the camera when the photo was snapped. Yes, it would, because that is because that uh, in that picture there's definitely a flash on. Yeah. So explain that if it was photoshopped. Like. Explain why they didn't take out that then to prove that uh, you know. I love how, or, uh, I love how uh, one of the related searches is Prince Andrew sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. see when you when you say someone's stupid, you can never come back yeah, from it. I yeah, don't that, sweat. That picture, you can tell by the lighting, it's not photoshopped because every single possible bit of that, like especially her her skin tone and his, fits where they are perfectly. The light in the background, yeah, that is a flash coming from the camera because there's definitely a flash used. Also, you can tell there's a flash used because her eyes are slightly red. That's also what used to be a fucking pain in the ass with digital pictures back in the day. And her, Jillian being a bit darker and skin tone behind them works pretty much well as as well based on how lighting fucking works and, you know, science. Yeah, they're red in the eyes. You know, you, you, if you're going to Photoshop someone, you, you, you'd take that but yeah, out of there. But yeah, you can literally see she's got her arm around him, he's got his arm around her. Before I have any fucking douchebag and incel coming towards me saying but she's clearly happy in the picture pictures can be misleading that might not be how she was feeling on the inside she was also hey. she was also 17 years of age you don't process shit that easy you do stupid shit when you were 17 because you don't understand what's going on and then you grow up at least a two at least a couple of years later you realize the severity of it and you get fucking justice for it that's how the fucking world works shut the fuck up but all i'm gonna say is and you've probably had this experience as well lauren yeah. There's photos of me and probably photos of you where we were smiling, but we smiled because it was just a photo. We weren't happy to have that photo taken, but we just smiled so that it looked like we weren't yep. absolutely fucking dead. Yup, yup. I've done that where people have gone, come in the photo, and I've had to be in a photo with someone I don't like, and I look all happy and smiley because I want to make it seem like I'm not just looking like I want to die. So once... People can do that in photos. Another thing that she said, because a lot of people will also say this, why didn't you just not do it? That Why didn't you just say no? There's always that fucking cunt that says that. Uh, she stated that she was pressured to have sex with Andrew and wouldn't have dared object as Epstein, through contacts, could have her killed or abducted. Based on the fact that he is flying in minors on a plane 
to go sexually abuse them and fly them back through a modeling agency that was sex trafficking their fucking client. That was technically sex trafficking their employees. This wouldn't be something that shocked me if it was possible, if it was, if it was possible that he could do this. On the 7th of April 2015, Judge Kenneth Mara ruled that the sex allegations made against Andrew in court papers filed in Florida must be struck from the public record. Why? Mara made no ruling as to whether claims by Virginia are true or false. So basically, he's not said if they are true or false. He's just went, get rid of them. Specifically stating that she may later give evidence when the case comes to court. Uh, Chew and John Alessi, who was Epstein's butler, stated in a deposition he filed for Virginia's 2006 defamation case against Maxwell that Andrew's uh, hitherto unremarked visits to the Epstein house in Palm Beach were more frequent than previously thought. He maintained that Andrew spent weeks with us and received daily massages. Now, as we remember from last episode... Whenever massages were mentioned, they were mostly done by minors that Epstein had flown in. In August 2019, court documents associated with the defamation case between Virginia and Maxwell revealed that a second girl, uh, Johanna uh, Sophie, gave evidence alleging that Andrew had placed his hand on her breast while in Epstein's mansion posing for a photo with his spitting image puppet. Later that month, Andrew released a statement that said, At no stage uh, during the limited time I spent with Epstein. Limited time? You were friends since the 90s. There wasn't a limited time. It was at least over a decade you were friends with this man. Who says limited time when you're speaking about fucking being friends with someone? Pedos. That's a fucking fucking stupid term to use. Limited time. Uh, he said, at no stage during the limited time I spent with Epstein did I see, witness, or suspect any behaviour of the sort that I subsequently led to his arrest and conviction. He was arrested when you were friends with him, you fucking dipshit. Though he expressed regret for meeting him in 2010 after Epstein had already pleaded guilty to sex crimes for the first time, at the end of August 2019, the New Republic pu- published a September 2013 email exchange between John Brockman and Evan G. Mozarov, uh, in which Brockman mentioned seeing a British man nicknamed Andy receive a, mu- a foot massage from two Russian women at Epstein's New York residence during his last visit to the mansion in 2010, which, as we have already mentioned, aligns perfectly because Andrew was there in at the end of 2010, and realised that the recipient of Iran of Iranian's foot massage was His Royal Highness Prince Andrew, the Duke of York. In July 2020, Caroline Kaufman, an alleged victim of Epstein, said in a federal lawsuit that she had seen Andrew at Epstein's New York mansion in December 2010. In November 2021, Lawrence. Fizoski, uh, Epstein's pilot, testified in court during Gillian Maxwell's trial that Prince Andrew flew in Epstein's private plane along with other prominent individuals. And I'm going to, before we go into the main prominent individuals, it's not a fucking surprise. Because <laughs> they've all got fucking allegations against them. This included Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and John, and John Glenn. <laughs> Very uh, top-notch individuals who have definitely not been um, accused of multiple sexual assault allegations. Never. 
Vesovsky stated he did not notice any sexual activity or wrongdoing on the plane. Uh, similarly, Andrew's name was recorded on the 12th of May 2001 by Epstein's pilot David Rogers in his logbook, and he testified that Andrew flew fr- three times with Epstein and Maxwell in 2001. How can you fucking say that it was a limited fr- timed friendship when you were hanging out with him going on planes multiple times in 2001, you fucking div? Uh, the following month, a picture that's what the a following month the following month, a picture of Epstein and Virginia sitting in a cabin on the Queen's Balmoral Castle around 1999. At the invitation of Andrew, was shown to the jury to establish their status as partners. Now, 1999, the she was 17 in 2001. We're all not that bad at maths, are we? To know how old she must have been in two, in uh, 1999. Two years before and yeah there's literal photographic evidence of him knowing her him saying I never met her no nah, never went never met went to that place where I had my arm around her waist never and then a fucking picture shows up of them sitting in a cabin at Balmoral Castle in 1999 when she would have been around 15 years old are you kidding me? <laughs> on the 5th of January 2022, Virginia's... Sorry, one sec. Uh, Virginia's former boyfriend, Anthony Figueroa, said on Good Morning Britain that Virginia told him Epstein would take her to meet Prince Andrew. He alleged the meeting had taken place in London. In a court filing, Andrew's lawyers have previously referred to a statement by his sister, Crystal, who alleged that in her bid to find victims for Epstein... Virginia had asked her, do you know any girls who are kind of slutty? I mean, that's fucking horrific, but she's fucking, what, 15 years old? I feel actually disgusted by him saying it in that. She's 15 years old, being heavily groomed by two of the most powerful men on on the planet. Uh, the same month, Carol, Adreno, who was a fourteen, who was fourteen years old, was introduced by Virginia to Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, and was a prosecution witness in Maxwell's trial. And said in an interview with the Daily Mail that the seventeen-year-old Virginia told her in two thousand and one that she had slept with Andrew. She stated, and Virginia said, I got to sleep with him. She didn't seem upset, upset about it. She thought it was pretty cool. As someone who was groomed, <laughs> I'm going to say this, as someone who was groomed, at the time, you have that mindset because you are so confused on what's going on. You don't understand it. You go through, when you go through being groomed the whole point of it is they're trying to convince you to do this thing and they have this mental control over you that's what happens with it so whenever you even try and say oh this is i don't feel like this is right i feel like this is wrong they will immediately try and change your opinion about this very 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 quickly and you get Mm -hmm. And this is what happens with it. And then it doesn't take, it takes until you're out of that situation and you've actually processed it and sat down and you've spoken with people to realize how wrong that was in that situation. And then the disgustedness kicks in. That's what happens. Uh, so 
for, before anyone goes, oh, she seemed to be fucking fine with it. She was 15 years old when this started, possibly younger when she was starting to be groomed by these people. And even at that age, at 15, you know, you, you know, people might say, oh, well, you know better. But oh, your brain, yeah, even yeah. The, your brain, your brain, even then still can't process some stuff. And your struggles. Your brain's to... still not fully developed when you're 15. Yeah, you have more of an aware um, of certain things than you would have if you were a child. Yeah. But your brain it still hasn't processed stuff that well, you know. And you can, and if someone's disagreeing with that, well, think back to when you were a teenager and you did some stuff and you thought, oh, I, and now you look back thinking, well, that was silly. Well, your brain at the time just was, you know, not fully processing everything and it doesn't see stuff as an adult would or an adult brain because the brain is always learning and uh, developing and progressing you know no matter what age you are yeah well obviously when you get older it it, it just starts to deteriorate but you know what i mean i'm still 23 i've not got a fully developed brain and i still do things that you know later adult life me will look back and go well i really wasn't fully aware yeah exactly In an ITV documentary, former Royal Protection Officer Paul Page, who was convicted and given a six-year sentence following a £3 million property investment scam in 2009, recounted Maxwell's frequent visits to Buckingham Palace and suggested the two might have had an intimate relationship, while Lady Victoria Hervey added that Andrew was was present at social occasions that were held by Maxwell. The Duke of York's name and contact numbers for Buckingham Palace at Sunning... Uh, Sunning Hill Park, Wood Farm and Balmoral also appeared in Maxwell and Epstein's Little Black Book, a list of contact of the duo's powerful and famous friends. In February 2002, the Daily Telegraph published a photograph of Andrew along with Maxwell giving a tour of Buckingham Palace to Andrew's guests Bill Clinton and Kevin Spacey, with a member of the tour party describing Maxwell as the one who led us into Buckingham Palace. In November 2019, the BBC's Newsnight arranged an inter- oh, it was I forgot Panorama's not really been a thing for a while. Uh, the, the BBC's Newsnight arranged an interview between Andrew and presenter Emily Maltis. If you've not watched the interview, she does a fucking solid job. Uh, she's fucking brilliant. Like he's coming up with all these um, fake alibis and excuses to why he was friends with Epstein, and she was not letting him fucking have it. <laughs> it was great. So he recount- in this interview, he recounted his friendship with Epstein for the first time. In the interview, Prince Andrew says he met Epstein in, two- in 1999 through Maxwell. This contradicts comments made by Andrew's private secretary in 2011, who said the two met in the early 90s. Which one's true? Because your team has told people different. The Duke also said he did not regret his friendship with Epstein. I fucking would. I'm not going to lie. But if I... Well, I have found out... In the over the past few years, that someone who I used to be friends with is a paedophile, and I've literally gone fuck me. I wish I was not friends with that prick. I don't know why if somebody comes out and they have very bad allegations against them and they did fucked up stuff for then someone to go. I don't regret being yeah. friends with them. He said the people that I met. What? He said the people that I met and the opportunities I was given to learn either by him or because of him were actually very useful. What fucking skills and opportunities you fucking did? You're a royal. Fuck what? Off. Fuck off. He fucking learned nothing from this cunt. Oh, no, he did. He learned how to sex traffic people. 
Oh yeah. Alright, learn you learn the you learn the bad bad stuff. Oh here we go, this is the bit you're gonna enjoy. In the interview, Andrew denied having sex with Virginia on the 10th of March 2001 as she had accused because he had been at home with his daughters after attending a party at Pizza Express in walking with his elder daughter Beatrice. Walking. Walking, sorry. Walking. Walking. (laughs) Prince Andrew also added that Virginia's claims about dancing with him at Trump, which he, while he was sweaty, were false due to him temporarily losing the ability to sweat after an adrenaline overdose during the Falklands War. Shut the fuck! I bet you, I bet you any money, any military, any person that's been in the military, hundred percent looked at that and went, "Shut the fuck up," because that's fucking bullshit. According to positions consulted by the Times, an adrenaline overdose typically causes excessive sweating in humans. He also said that he does not drink, despite Virginia's account of him providing alcohol for them both. Also, you never met... um, The the thing is, as well, with people like this, nine times out of ten, they probably don't drink but they're telling you that they've also got alcohol in their drink as a way to make you drink the alcoholic drink to get you fucked so they can take advantage. That's what normally happens in those situations. They'll be like, mm-hmm. they'll be like oh, poured us both a drink. Oh, yeah, poured us both, like, a vodka tonic or a vodka and coke or something. Oh, here you go. And when it actually they've probably got no spirits in their drink in the slightest, but you've got, like, a triple when you ask for a single because they're trying to get you fucked up to take advantage. I've known people like that. Not fucking friends with them since I found out they were doing that shit. And cut them completely out of my life because that's what you fucking do. But that is what a lot of people in that situation do. So there is a possible chance that he doesn't drink. Uh, Because people have supported his statement by saying he does not drink. But people in that But those kinds of people, like I said will pour you a heavier drink when you've asked for not a strong one and they will have nothing in their drink because they want to get you insanely fucked up so they can take advantage. That's what happens. Oh, so he doesn't drink, but he has pizza. The Pizza Express and walking. Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, I... That Well, I already spoke about it earlier, but that was just the, the funny thing, was just that, his his excuse in the don't swear in the gist. Just the I, review bombs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Andrew said that he had stayed in Epstein's mansion for three days in 2010 after Epstein's conviction for sex offences against a minor, describing the location as a convenient place to stay. You are a royal. You can stay wherever. You can stay in the fancy. The you you you're a lo- You're a royal who has hung out with Donald Trump. Why don't you go ask him? He can go stay in his fucking. I'm hotel. pretty sure he, he could get in anywhere. He could use his royal status to get in anywhere. He's in fucking New York City as well. The place has got loads of hotels. Donald Trump has a hotel in New York City. Why didn't you go ask your best mate Donald Trump if you can go stay in his hotel? He would have said yes. Just go. You're a royal. You can go anywhere. It's not a convenient place to stay because you can literally go fucking anywhere. The Duke said that he met Epstein for the sole purpose of breaking off any future relationship with him. That did not look like a breakup walk. They were both smiling. That's not a breakup walk. He also said that he would be willing to testify under oath regarding his associations with Epstein. Mate, you've lied multiple times and it's shown that you've lied. I don't think under oath is going to make a fucking difference. 
You're also a paedophile. I don't think it's going to make a difference if you lie under the eyes of the Lord in a court. You're already going way down below anyway. <laughs> a series of emails published as part of a civil case in 2023 included snippets showing Andrew Epstein and Jess Staley exchanging emails which suggested that the Duke was in contact with Epstein on several occasions in 2010. Also, I don't know about you, but if you really don't want to be associated with someone anymore, you give them a brief, final, I don't want to be associated with you message, you unfriend, you block, you do the whole shebang. You don't fly to New York. Yeah, the last thing, the last thing would be, would be like traveling anywhere in a situation where you want to say, I'm cutting off ties with someone and then you start traveling. That's, um, and of all places to New York. Yeah, exactly. So apparently when it comes to the Virginia's uh, Virginia's lawsuit against Prince Andrew on the 12th of January 2022, Jude Kaplan rejected Andrew's attempts to dismiss the case because he's been attempting to dismiss it, which does not scream guilty. Because uh, he's not showing any evidence that he is innocent at all because he has contradicted himself so many times and his and he's contradicted what his team have said over previous years so many times he has gone back and forth on different excuses so many fucking times and he's not proven any reason to why he's not guilty because just saying i don't drink does not make you innocent as i've explained but yeah he re- Jude Kaplan rejected his attempts to dismiss the case, allowing the sexual abuse lawsuit to proceed. Good. In February, the case was settled out of court, with Andrew making a donation to Virginia's charity for victims of abuse. Criminal proceedings in the United States of Virginia's claims remained possible. So they got settled in the UK. They've not been settled in the fucking US, though. <laughs> she's like, nope. she's like, no. He's like, no, no, it's sorted now. We started it. And she's just like, no, fuck you. you no. No, I'm still going for it. But because it's in America, the um, the British tabloids are refusing to you know, acknowledge it. Because as we like, I've seen over the past like couple of years, they think that Meghan Markle is the worst thing to ever happen in the royal family, not the fucking gigantic nonce. Yeah, uh, anyone saying that's the worst thing, and then I'm forget that pissed. this guy did Nazi stuff. Them leaving the Meghan and Harry leave, leaving the royal family, and then the fucking BBC is going, "This is the worst thing that's ever happened in the royal family." I think your new king supporting a massive paedophile priest made a it's massive people. Issue. People in the family and the BBC, and people are just saying that because people who support the royal family don't like the fact that one of the members wanted to break away, and well, people are probably like, "Oh, but it's the royal family. You stay in the royal family." I, I couldn't give a fuck if he left. I mean, hey, he decided to leave. It was his choice. Also, he's probably want his kids to be away from the raging pedo that's walking about. I'm just saying. But also, I remember. Do you remember when? Um, Oh, when Charles got made, uh, got made king as his coronation. I saw a video. This person went around interviewing people who have been camped out for fucking ages for this fucking bullshit, and they went up to this one person and they went up to this like fat little family, and asked them why they're there and everything. Like, and then they said, "Don't you think that the money could go to better things instead of on this massive thing for the for the king?" Which I fully agree with. The money could have gone to a 
way better things, especially when the country is fucking crippling right now. And this, and then they went, Andrew making an appearance is a bit, uh, shouldn't really be a thing, right? And then she went, oh no, he should definitely be here. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And they went, even after the things he's done. And then she went, well, every family's got a bad egg, haven't they? And he went, not a paedophile, though. And yeah, some oh some God. families have people doing bad stuff, but being a paedophile's on another fucking level. Oh. And you saying that even though he's a pedo, he should still show up. It's like, well, that's fucked, isn't it? Yep. Uh, on the 20th of November in 2019, a statement from Buckingham Palace announced that Andrew was suspending his public duties for the foreseeable future. The decision made with the cons- with the consent of the Queen was accompanied by the in- uh, that by the instance that Andrew was that Andrew sympathised with Epstein's victims. No, he fucking did not. He definitely did not. Other working royals took his commitments over in the short term. On the twenty fourth of November, the palace confirmed that Andrew was to step down from all two hundred and thirty of his patronages although he expressed a wish to have some sort of public role at some future time. He's been giving them all back now, hasn't he? I said that was going to happen. I was like, when she fucking dies, Charles is going to give them all back. I bet you any money. That man supports pedos way too fucking much, and lo and behold, he fucking did it. When when stuff gets stripped, it should be stripped and not given back. Why all, give gave, it back? He gave it all back so quickly as well. It wasn't even like long. Well, that's, that's what's fucked, because it's like, well, yeah, so all of his titles were stripped, rightly so. So he's got fuck all. And then it's, and then it's just like, oh, sorry, we'll give it to you back. It he did so fucked up things. You shouldn't get any of it back. Why? It was Why? so, so quick as well after she died. I swear, it was like a couple months. And he was giving his titles back. And I remember just going, I fucking said this was going to happen. As soon as she died, I knew he was, Charles was going to fuck it all up. I was like, she at least had the fucking logic. Like, it's a son, and I understand that could not be easy to anyone who has a kid, especially that public, be out like as a pedo. That could not be fucking great to be the mother in that situation. That must be horrific. And I understand that. That must be horrible for her. But she did the correct thing by taking his titles away. Granny should have handled it way fucking better and dealt with him in a lot better and more suitable way in terms of getting him convicted. 100% and and shouldn't have been protecting him. But taking away his titles was the correct thing to do. And the fact that when she fucking dies, her stupid fucking big-eared sausage-fingered son gives it back to him. It's like, fuck off, man. Yeah, that, that that's not good. That you know, like some some people were like, um, you know, happy, or a lot of people like me were happy that he got stripped of his shit, yeah, and then okay. to give it to, to give it to give it back is just such a reverse of just like, well, fuck it, why do it in the first place? You 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 stripped it all to make it seem like yeah, okay, we know he did wrong stuff, that's fine, and then you just give it back. It gives uh, it gives people even more reason to hate the royals. Well, yeah, exactly. On the 16th of January 2020, it was reported that the Home Office was recommending a major downgrade of security for Andrew, which would put an end to his round-the-clock armed police protection. Good. 
On the 28th of January 2020, U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman stated that Prince Andrew had provided zero cooperation with federal prosecutors and the FBI regarding the ongoing investigations, despite his initial promise in the Newsnight interview when he said he was willing to help the authorities. So he said he was going to help and he was going to add sympathy for the victims, but he has done nothing to do that. He's done no help at all. Sources close to Andrew said that he hasn't been approached by US authorities and investigators and his legal team announced that he had offered to be a witness on at least three occasions, but had been refused by the Department of Justice. The US authorities responded to the claim and denied being approached by Andrew for an interview and labelled his statements as a way to falsely portray himself to the public as eager and willing to cooperate. So all the things he said he was going to do, he never fucking did them. And he's making out like he's this, oh, this poor guy who happens to be friends with this horrible person he's being accused when he didn't do anything wrong and he wants to help the victims because he understands them and he feels sorry for them and he wants to help, but he's not done fucking anything to help at all. He's just been running away. Which isn't, which isn't surprising. He's been running away like the little prick he is. Uh, Spencer Coven, who represented nine of Epstein's victims, said Andrew could be arrested if he ever returns to the US. Guess what he's not done? Guess what he's not done? He's not gone back to the US. Going to the US. No, he's not. He's fucking not. He's fucking hilarious. He's like, it's not hilarious. It's just like, of course he's not returned. So now we're going to go back onto the Epstein shit. We're going to, well, it's all joining back together because obviously that was not it for what the fuck Epstein did. This also go. We're not going into Donald Trump's backstory because that's a fucking. Oh, right. fuck talking about him. Can't be arsed. It's a rabbit hole, but he obviously is involved in Epstein's shit because he did take part in a lot of this, which is not a shock. A federal lawsuit filed in California in April 2016 against Epstein and Donald Trump by a California woman alleged that the two men sexually assaulted her at a series of parties at Epstein's Manhattan residence in 1994 when she was just 13 years old. The suit, the suit was dismissed by the, a federal judge in May 2016 because it did not raise valid claims under federal law. Bullshit. The woman filed another federal lawsuit in New York in June 2016, but it was withdrawn three months later, apparently without being served on the defendants. So she filed a lawsuit. It never made it to Epstein or Trump. They just kind of fucked it off. A third federal lawsuit was filed in New York in September 2016. So she was like, no, you're going to... Like, literally, as soon as it got withdrawn, she put another one in. She was like, no, fuck off. I'm not letting this slide. Which, good on her. The two later suits included evidence by an anonymous witness who uh, attested to the accusations in the suits asserting Epstein employed her to procure underage girls for him. And an anonymous person who declared the plaintiff had told him slash her about the assault at the time they occurred. The plaintiff, who had filed anonymously as Jane Doe, was scheduled to appear in a Los Angeles press conference six days before the 2016 election, but abruptly cancelled the event. Her lawyer, Lisa Bloom, asserted that the woman who received th- that the woman had received threats. The suit was dropped on the 4th of November 2016. Trump attorney Alan Garten denied the allegations while Epstein declined to comment. Of course he did. 
In 2017, Sarah Ransom filed a suit against Epstein and Maxwell, alleging that Maxwell had hired her to give massages to Epstein and later threatened to physically harm her or destroy her career prospects if she did not comply with their sexual demands at his mansion in New York and on his private Caribbean island at Little St. James. The fact that it's called Little St. James also seems kind of dodgy. Uh, the suit was settled in 2018 under undisclosed terms. A civil lawsuit in Florida filed by attorney Bradley e Edwards against Epstein was scheduled for trial in December 2018. The trial was expected to provide victims with their first opportunity to make their accusations in public. However, the case was settled on, this, on the first day of the trial, with Epstein publicly apologising to Edwards. Other terms of the settlements were confidential. On the 16th of April 2019, Maria Farmer went public and filed a sworn affidavit in federal court in New York alleging that she and her 15-year-old sister Annie had been sexually assaulted by Epstein and Maxwell in separate locations in 1996. Farmer met Epstein and Maxwell at her graduate art gallery reception at the New York Academy of Arts in 1995. following year, in the summer of 1996, they hired her to work on an art project in Leslie Wexter's Ohio mansion where she was then sexually assaulted. Farmer reported the incident to the New York City Police Department and the FBI. Farmer's evidence also stated that during the same summer, Epstein flew her then 15-year-old sister to his New Mexico property where he and Maxwell sexually abused her on a massage table. I know this is all horrific, but we have to go through it, unfortunately. On the 22nd of July 2019, while in jail awaiting trial, Epstein was served with a petition regarding a pending state civil lawsuit filed by Jennifer Arrotz. She stated that an associate for Epstein had recruited her outside Talent Unlimited High School at the age of 14, and she was gradually groomed for over a year before Epstein raped her in his New York City mansion when she was 15. Uh, she filed her lawsuit on the 14th of August 2019 when New York state law was updated to allow one year for adult survivors of child sexual abuse to sue for previous offences, regardless of how long ago the abuse took place, which is pretty good, I'm not going to lie. In October 2019, she amended her complaint to include over 20 corporate en entities associated with Epstein and named the additional individuals Leslie Groff and Kimberly Espinosa as enablers. And for all, one thing that also happens in, in a lot of these cases when it's very public and very famous, people that are being accused, people tend to do the whole like, well, why are all these people only coming forward now? One person coming forward gets the ball rolling for other victims to have the, to have the courage to come forward as well. That's what typically happens. You see one person do, do it. Then another person does it, and it gets the ball rolling for future vic for other victims. Yeah, because it's not easy to open up and say no. I was or I had this happen to me. No, it's not, and a lot of people don't understand that. It's you see other people do it, and you realize, oh, I'm not the only one. Oh my god, I'm not the only one. Oh, that's that, that's that, that's and I, I need to I need to say something. I'm not the only one anymore, and you don't feel as alone with it, and that's what helps it. That's why you get multiple people come forward with these cases. It's because they, the, the ball's rolled. This people have encouraged other victims to come forward and it makes people feel confident to do so. And everyone always does the whole, they're trying to get fame. You won't even be able to remember their fucking names. Like, if, you, if I said to someone, 
Tell me one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims, they would not fucking be able to say their actual full name because they won't remember it, which shows that they're not gaining it for fame because you don't fucking know who they are. Three women, Caitlin Doe, Lisa Doe, and Priscilla Doe, sued the estate of Jeffrey Epstein on the 20th of August, 2019. Two of the women were 17 and one was 20 when they met Epstein. The women alleged that they were recruited, subjected to unwanted sex acts, and controlled by Epstein and a vast enterprise of co-conspirators. A New York accuser of Epstein, known only as Jane Doe. That's also another thing. A lot of them chose to be anonymous. So they're clearly not wanting fame or the public eye to look at them. Because they are anonymous. Why would they just make the accusation if it wasn't fucking true and want to remain anonymous? This Jane Doe announced a federal lawsuit against his estate in the Southern District of New York on the 18th of September 2019, stating that she was recruited in 2002 and sexually abused by Epstein for three years, and this started when she was only 14. Five women, Teresa Helm, Annie Farmer, Maria Farmer, Juliet Bryant, and an unidentified woman represented by David Bowis, sued Epstein's estate in federal district court in Manhattan in November 2019, accusing him of rape, battery, and false imprisonment, and seeking unspecified damages. On the 18th of November 2019, a woman identified as Jane Doe 15 made a public appearance with her attorney, Gloria Alf. Alred to announce that she was suing the estate of Jeffrey Epstein in the district court for the Southern District of New York, alleging that he manipulated, trafficked, and sexually abused her in 2004 when she was 15 years old. On the 21st of November 2019, Telsa Davis appeared with her attorney, Gloria Alred, and announced her lawsuit in Manhattan Federal Court against Epstein's estate. Davis stated that after meeting Epstein in 2002, he sexually assaulted and trafficked her in New York, New Mexico, Florida, and the Virgin Islands, and France. Which he has all had connections with in terms of all this, which we mentioned last last week. On the 3rd of December 2019, lawyer Jordan Merson filed a lawsuit in New York on behalf of nine anonymous accusers against Epstein's estate for battery, assault, and international emotional distress. The claims date from 1985 through the 2000s and include individuals who were 13, 14 and 15 when they first encountered Epstein. The lawsuit was filed by Bradley Edwards on behalf of his client in late December 2019. The accuser, J.J. Doe, is described as being a 14-year-old resident of Palm Beach County at the time Epstein abused her in 2004. This is all the time when Andrew was like busy mates with him as well, you know. Just want to remind everyone that Andrew was best mates with him when this was happening. A lawsuit was filed in Superior Court of the US Virgin Islands in January 2020 alleging that Epstein ran a sex trafficking conspiracy for over two decades through 2018 with children as young as 11 year olds on Epstein's Caribbean Ah! Uh, yep. 11! Ah! No! No, 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 no! According to Attorney General Denise George, his alleged criminal activities on the islands were concealed through a complex network of companies. In January 2020, a lawsuit was filed against Maxwell and Epstein, alleging that they recruited a 13-year-old music student at the Intercollin Centre for the Arts in 1994 and subjected her to sexual abuse. The suit states that Jane Doe was repeatedly sexually abused by Epstein over a four-year period and that Maxwell played a key role in both her recruitment and by participating in the assaults. 
In August 2020, nine Jane Doe's filed a, filed a suit against Epstein of sexual abuse. The alleged victims in the lawsuit included an 11 and 13 year old and a victim who uh, alleged abuse in 1975. Fucking hell. In August 2020, Epstein was sued by Jane Doe by Jane Doe, accusing him of sexually abusing her for over a year, beginning when she was 18 years old. A civil suit was filed against Epstein's estate in 2021 by Long Island native Kelly Brenman, who accused Epstein of sexually assaulting her at a club restaurant in New York City called Caprini. Uh, she accused Epstein of brutally raping and torturing her in his Manhattan residence in 2003. A civil suit was filed against Epstein's estate in March 2021 by a Broward County woman who accused Epstein and Maxwell of trafficking her after repeatedly raping her in Florida 28 in 2008. Go on to the main, th- to, well not the main thing, but one of the fucking key things with this case. He was arrested on the 6th of July 2019, we all remember when this happened. He was arrested by the FBI at NYPD Crimes Against Children Task Force at Terraboro Airport in New Jersey on sex trafficking charges. He was jailed at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York City. According to witnesses and sources on the day of his arrest, about a dozen FBI agents forced open the door to his Manhattan townhouse, the Herbert N. Strauss House, with search warrants. The search of his townhouse turned up evidence of sex trafficking and also found hundreds and perhaps thousands of sexually suggestive photos of fully or partially nude females. Some of the photos were confirmed as those of underage girls. In a locked safe, compact discs were found with handwritten labels including the descriptions Young Name Plus Name, Miss Go Nudes 1 and Girl Picks Nude. So if anyone ever wants to claim that he's innocent, fucking Jesus. I mean, those names say it all, don't they? Yep. Also found in the safe was $70,000 in cash, 48 diamonds, and fraudulent Austrian passport, which expired in 1987. That had Epstein's photo, but another name. That's not fucking dodgy. Uh, The passport had numerous entrance and exit stamps, including entrance stamps that showed the use of passport to enter France, Spain, the United Kingdom and Saudi Arabia in the 1980s. The passport showed his place of residence as Saudi Arabia. According to his attorneys, Epstein had been advised to acquire the passport because uh, as an affluent member of the Jewish faith, fuck off, he was in danger of being kidnapped while travelling abroad. Fuck off, man. Fuck right off. On the 8th of July, prosecutors with a public corruption unit in the Southern District of New York charged him with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex. The grand jury indictment alleges that dozens of underage girls were brought into Epstein's mansion for sexual encounters. Judge Kenneth Marrow was to decide whether the non-prosecution agreement that protected Epstein from the more serious charges should still stand. Yes, he should. Epstein requested to be released on bond, offering to post $100 million with the condition that he would also submit to house arrest in his New York City mansion. U.S. District Judge Richard M. Berman denied the request on the 18th of July, saying that Epstein posed a danger to the public and a serious flight risk to avoid prosecution. Correct. (laughs) He is. Well done. Such a like minor thing about the judge saying yeah denying the request because it's fucking obvious you should deny it but fair good on him because clearly last time they did not listen. 
On the 29th of August 2019, 19 days after Epstein was found dead in his jail cell, the case against Epstein was closed by Judge Berman. A prosecutor stated they would continue an investigation for potential co-conspirators. On the 23rd of August 2019, the prosecutor's office in Paris, France, opened a preliminary investigation into Epstein. He has been investigated for rape and sexual assault of minors under and over the age of 15, criminal association with view to committing crimes, and association with criminals in a view to committing offences. The prosecutor said that the goal of the investigation is to find possible crimes committed in France and elsewhere against French citizens. Epstein was a long-time acquaintance, as we already said, of Prince Andrew and Tom Barrack and attended parties with many prominent people. There are more people and uh, none of them have had a good fucking reputation. These people included Bill Clinton, George Stephanopoulos, Donald Trump, Katie Couric, Woody Allen. Harvey Woody Trump. Allen? Woody Allen's fucking dodgy, mate. Didn't know that. Fucking isn't he the one that's married to his the daughter that he adopted? I can tell you. I just didn't. I just yeah, knew he was a, yeah, a famous he, film star. Yeah, he fucking he's ma- the woman that he's married to. He might. Ma- she was his stepdaughter, and he married her. Ah, uh, well, we know what he, the whole stepdaughter stepdad thingy, you know. Apparently, like, the, like things started getting weird between them when she was, like, a teenager. Like, he's fucking dodgy. Uh, but Woody Allen and Harvey Weinstein, we already know about that one. His contacts included Rupert Murdoch, Michael Bloomberg, Richard Branson, Michael Jackson, Alec Baldwin, and the Kennedys. Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys! Uh, his contacts also included Israeli Prime Minister Erd Barak, British Prime Minister Tony Blair, fucking told you it was Tony Blair <laughs> I knew it <laughs> and Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman both both Clinton and Trump claimed that they never visited Epstein's Island you fucking bullshit mate, it's been proven that you're on the plane in a profile of Epstein in New York Magazine in 2002 Donald Trump remarked uh, he said, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. He's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it, Jeffrey enjoys his social life. That's very weird to say. Jesus Christ. But then again, Donald Trump is one of those lads. Well, not lads, sorry. He's one of those guys who has been outwardly say it basically confessing to all the horrifically dodgy shit for decades he, he was saying it he says all the horrific shit he's done so outwardly and he's been doing it for years and when he gets confronted with it years later he's going nah never said that <laughs> which is exactly what he did he said in july 2019 I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him, stating four times he had not been a fan of Epstein and he had not spoken to him in about 15 years. Thought he was like a, thought he was like a good mate and he was a terrific guy. I thought that, you, I thought that you, you, you both had a good time together. That's what you said, Trump. That's definitely, that's literally, I'm looking at the quote right now, that is exactly what you said. Trump's a fucking moron, man. 
A video shot in 1992 surfaced showing the two men partying together at Mar a Lego. Uh, so yeah, he, he he partied with them all the fucking time, saying that he would saying I only knew him like a little bit, cause like how everyone else knows him as this rich guy. That's the only reason I knew him. You were out partying with him, you fucking idiot. By 2007, Trump reportedly banned Epstein from his from the Mar a Lego club for unseemly pursuit of young females. That is the only thing that Trump's done right. Like actually. The ban allegation was included in court documents filed by attorney Bradley Edwards, although Edwards later said it was a rumour he tried to but could not confirm. So we don't actually know if he was actually banned, but Trump basically tried to ban him, ban him from a nightclub because he was being creepy. If Donald Trump bans you from a nightclub because you're being creepy to young girls, what the fuck were you doing? Like, if he calls, if he claims that you're being creepy to the point where he's banning you from a nightclub, what the fuck were you getting up to for that to happen? Like, honestly. On the 23rd of July 2019, uh, fuck's sake, why my birthday, man? What was I doing on, on my birthday in 2019? I was probably in. Was I think I was in. I was in. Oh, that was my. I think that was my twenty-first birthday. I was in Satan's. It was a Tuesday. It was a very. Boys, you were in Satan's. I was in Satan's. That's exactly what I was doing. I remember because it was my twenty-first birthday and it was on a Tuesday, so it was free bar at the time in Satan's for an hour. So, yeah, yeah, I was in Satan's that day. No place you'd rather be. Clearly. Epstein was found injured and semi-conscious at 1.30am. I was lich no, one, no, on the 23rd of July at 1.30am, I was asleep. That, that wasn't my night out yet. On the floor of his cell with marks around his neck, his cellmate, former New York cell police officer Nicholas Tarag Taragolin, who was awaiting trial for four counts of murder, was questioned about Epstein's condition. He denied having any knowledge of what happened. Correctional staff suspected attempted suicide, but didn't rule out the possibility that it was staged or that he was assaulted by another inmate. According to NBC News, two sources said that Epstein might have tried to hang himself. A third said the injuries were not serious and could not have been st and could have been staged. A fourth source said that the assault by that assault by his cellmate had not been ruled out. After that incident, he was placed on suicide watch. Six days later, on the 29th of July 2019, Epstein was taken off suicide watch. It doesn't take six days for you to be taken off suicide watch. That's literally not how it fucking works. You are on it for fucking ages. Because they don't just go six days later and go, ah, you're fine now. Yeah, there's no way after six days they'd think, oh yeah, they're not going to do it. Well, yeah, exactly. So I find that <laughs> fucking weird. So he was placed in a special housing unit with another inmate after, after he was taken off suicide watch. Epstein's close associates said he was in good spirits. When Epstein was placed in the special housing unit, the jail informed the Justice Department that he would have a cellmate and that a guard would look into the cell every 30 minutes. On the night that he died, these procedures were not followed through. So he did not have a cellmate and a security guard was not checking in the cell every 30 minutes. Also, one thing that's weirdly uh, put put in there is the every single cell in a prison has a camera in there. The camera went down 
for a few minutes. Suspicious. Which is very weird. There's no actual video evidence when there should have been. On the 9th of August 2019, Epstein's cellmate was transferred out, but no one took his place. Later in the evening, contrary to the jail's formal normal procedure, Epstein was not checked every 30 minutes. The two guards who were assigned to check his jail unit that night fell asleep and did not check on him for about three hours, which I find ridiculous. The guards fail-saved related records. Two cameras in front of Epstein's cell also malfunctioned that night. But only those cameras. Not the rest in the prison. Just those two cameras malfunctioned. Which is really weird. Because it's a system that's put all together. Like CCTV systems. It's all put together. If one's down, most likely the rest of them are going to go down. Or more than just the weird two that are only in front of his cell will go down. Epstein was found dead in his cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Centre in New York City at 6.30am on the 10th of August 2019. The Bureau of Prisons said life-saving measures were initiated immediately upon the discovery of Epstein's body. Emergency responders were called and he was taken to a hospital. On the 10th of August 2019, the Bureau of Prisons and US Attorney General William Barr called the death an apparent suicide, although no final uh, determination had been made. Also, they're saying that he hung himself off his the top of the bunk bed. That man was so tall, that's not possible. If he was very tall, yeah, there's uh, a high possibility that he couldn't have hung himself. Mm. But if there were, but it, it, it's it's a lot of times the case that's what happens in a jail cell if someone hangs themselves. Yeah, well, they're saying he hung himself off his bunk. But it's got to be a tall bunk. Usually it'd be the ceiling or like a fan, something that's like so close to the roof. Yeah, but they won't have a, anything in the cells that are like that to basically prevent something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the United States Department of Justice Inspector General's, General's Investigations Report released on the 27th of June 2023 criticised jail officials for repeated negligence. Ne- negligence, misconduct and outright job performance failures in connection with Epstein's incarceration and death. It also refuted the suggestion that what happened was anything other than a suicide. So even the inspectors on this have gone, I don't think this is a fucking suicide. This does not add up to be one. I think even like the guy that did his autopsy was like, this. these aren't rope marks. Uh, so, Ghislaine Norel Mar- Marion Maxwell, we're going to go briefly on her, there's not too much information, don't worry, but we're going to go briefly, we have to go briefly on her, because obviously she is in prison currently, related to all this, spoiler alert, but she is. Uh, she was born in 1961 in Maisons-Lafitte, Ile de, Ile de France, in France, the ninth, she was the ninth and youngest child of Elizabeth and Robert Maxwell. Maxwell had a romantic relationship with Epstein for several years in the early 1990s and remained closely associated with him for more than 25 years until his death in 2019. The nature of their relationship remains unclear. In a 2009 deposition, several of Epstein's household employees testified that Epstein referred to her as his main girlfriend, who also hired, uh, fired and supervised his staff, starting in around 1992. 
She has also been referred to as the lady of the house by Epstein's staff and his uh, and as his aggressive assistant. Mm. Details of a civil lawsuit made public in January 2015 contained a deposition from Jane Doe No. 3 that accused Maxwell of recruiting her in 1999 when she was a minor and grooming her to provide sexual services for Epstein. In 2018, expose by Julia K. Brown in the in the Miami Herald revealed Jane Doe number three to be Virginia to be Virginia Goofrey, who was the one who also has the lawsuit against Prince Andrew. She asserted that Maxwell had introduced her to Epstein, after which she was groomed by the two of them for his pleasure, including lessons in Epstein's preferences during oral sex. So she basically was the one who was doing a lot of the trafficking in this whole thing. Maxwell has repeatedly denied any involvement in Epstein's crimes. I don't know how the fuck she can when there's so much evidence against her. In a 2015 statement, Maxwell rejected allegations that she had acted as a procurer for Epstein and denied that she had facilitated Prince Andrew's acts of sexual abuse. Her spokesperson said the allegations made made against Maxwell are untrue and she strongly denies allegations of an unsavoury nature which have appeared in the British press and elsewhere, and reserves her right to seek redress at the repetition of such old defamatory claims. She asserted that, so Virginia asserted that Maxwell and Epstein had trafficked her and other underage girls often at sex parties hosted by Epstein at his homes in New York, New Mexico, Palm Beach and the United States Virgin Islands. Maxwell called her a liar, uh, Virginia sued Maxwell for defamation in federal court in the Southern District of New York in 2015. While details of the settlement have not been made public, in May 2017, the case was settled in Virginia's favour, with Maxwell paying her millions. In 2017, Sarah Ransom filed a... Also, another one for... Because uh, I've, I've heard every fucking... As someone who has gone through grooming and sexual abuse by uh, boyfriends in the past I would like to also say because one thing I always see is when they get paid money when the victims get paid money people always kind of retaliate with they well they've been paid off so they so the per, so they clearly the person who they've accused is clearly innocent that's not the case a lot of the time it's they just know it's not gonna go anywhere because they've been trying for well over a decade most of the time at that point they just don't know they just don't know what else to fucking do they've had to probably quit their jobs to do this their careers are fucked so they're like i might as well take the money because this will because my future's fucked now because of this i'm just gonna take the money and use that for my future because that's all i can do at this point there's nothing else i can really do that's normally what goes on in these kind of situations before anyone tries to retaliate with that kind of bullshit so in 2017, Sarah Ransom filed a suit in the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York against Epstein and Maxwell, alleging that Maxwell hired her to give massages to Epstein and later threatened to physically harm her or destroy her career prospects. So this was all Maxwell. She's the one that's doing a lot of the threatening. She's basically not the brains behind the operation, but she was the one who was running the, the trafficking ring, more or less. On the 16th of April 2019, Maria Farmer went public and filed a sworn affidavit in federal court in New York, alleging that she and her 15-year-old sister Annie had been sexually assaulted. We've already been through this. 
But this is when she was mostly going after Maxwell because Maxwell was the one who recruited these women. She's the one who got these young girls and brought them to Epstein. Uh, she has also been accused by Annie of uh, molesting her on a massage table. So she's also one of the ones that's also doing the physical damage at the same time as recruiting these these young girls. Uh, Farmer was interviewed by CBS this morning in November 2019 where she detailed the, the 1996 assault and alleged that Maxwell had threatened both her career and her life after the assault. On the 14th of August 2019, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Auritz filed a lawsuit in New York County Supreme Court against Epstein's estate, mostly aimed at Maxwell and just Epstein himself, and also ident- uh, went after people who were also enablers in this case as well, which we've already been through. Uh, Maxwell was named in one of the three lawsuits filed in New York on the 20th of August 2019 against the estate of Epstein. The woman filing the suit, identified as Priscilla Doe, it claimed that she was recruited in 2006 but, and trained by Maxwell with step-by-step instructions on how to provide sexual services for Epstein. Which is just horrific. And all the ones that we've been through previously, she has also been involved. Every single lawsuit against Jeffrey Epstein is basically, she is a part of every single one of them. Every single one that I've already read out, she is a part of every single one. On the 27th of December 2019, uh, Reuters reported that Maxwell was among those under FBI investigation for facilitating Epstein. After his arrest, Maxwell was in hiding uh, communicating with the courts only through her lawyers, who, as of the thirtieth of January, twenty twenty, had refused to accept on her behalf service of th- three lawsuits against her. So even her lawyers, who were talking to the courts through her, were refusing to take this on because they were like, based on these lawsuits, we cannot fucking do this. Which is so is so bad. The New York Times reported that by 2016, Maxwell was no longer being photographed at events. In 2017, her lawyers claimed before a judge that they did not know her address. They further stated that she was in London, but they did not believe she had a permanent residence. Maxwell has a history... Bet she was around. Bet she was with Andrew. Bet you any fucking money. Maxwell has a history of being unreachable during legal proceedings. During the lawsuit filed in 2017 from ransom against Maxwell, District Judge John G. Coetti granted a motion for alternative service on the grounds that the plaintiff's efforts to reach Maxwell were persistently thwarted. These include hiring a private investigation firm that attempted service at three physical addresses, sending information to several email addresses and reaching out to the lawyers actively representing Maxwell in another lawsuit who refused to become a general agent of process to relay the information to her. So she's basically ignoring the investigation against her as a whole, running from it, acting as if it's going to get swept under the carpet when it's fucking not. You can't sweep stuff like this under the carpet. Authorities in the United States Virgin Islands were unsuccessful in locating Maxwell during the three and a half months they were seeking to serve her with subpoena. USVI prosecutors consider Maxwell to be a critical fact witness in their lawsuits against Epstein's estate. 
a court filing filing from the US USBI Department of Justice released on the 10th of July 2020 say that Maxwell was also under, under investigation for her, her alleged participation in Epstein's sex trafficking operation in the US Virgin Islands. Prosecutors led by United States District Attorney Audrey Storitz charged Maxwell with six federal crimes including enticement of of minors, sex trafficking of children and and perjury. The indictment charged that between 1994 and 1997 she assisted, facilitated and contributed to the abuse of minor girls despite knowing that one of the three unnamed victims was only 14 years old. As of the 28th of April 2021, Maxwell was held at the Metropolitan Detention Centre in Brooklyn, New York, which is pretty much the same one that Epstein was held at. Lawyers requested that Judge Nathan release her on a $5 million bond with mentioned home confinement while awaiting trial. Maxwell appeared by video link before a court in Manhattan on the 14th of July 2020 and pleaded pleaded not guilty to the charges. This was Pete pandemic so that's probably why it was over video link a naturalized u.s citizen since 2002 who also holds passports from france and united kingdom maxwell was denied bail as a flight risk amid concerns regarding her completely opaque finances her skill at living in hiding and the fact that france does not extradite citizens the judge set a trial date of the 12th of july 2021 Maxwell's attorney reiterated uh, her request for bail on the 18th of December 2020 and proposed that Maxwell's residence with a friend in New York City while under 24-hour surveillance as she awaited her trial. Her husband, Scott Borgeson, made a secured offer of $22 million to guarantee her presence at future appearances. Did not shock at all. Had husband, mate. On the 28th of December 2020, a further request for bail was again rejected by the judge. Maxwell's bail request was opposed by alleged victim Annie Harmer. On the 19th of January 2021, a court hearing was disputed by believers in QAnon who believe Maxwell to be working in cohort with with Cable of Child sacrificing Satanist liberal elites who who traffic children for sex. As the proceedings were illegally live streamed to YouTube. In April 2021, US District Judge Allison Nathan ruled that Maxwell would face two separate trials, one for the sex trafficking charges and another for perjury. Nathan delayed the trial the first trial to the 29th of November 2021 after Maxwell's defense lawyers successfully argued that the new charges added in March 2021 did not give them enough time to prepare for trial. Maxwell appeared in court on the 15th of November 2021. The trial commenced on the 29th of November in opening statements. 12 jurors had been picked plus six alternates from a pool of 40 to 60 people. Psychology professor Elizabeth Loftus was called as an expert witness for the defence and provided testimony on false memory syndrome. Uh, Maxwell chose not to testify, telling the judge... Your Honour, the government has not provided its case beyond a reasonable doubt, so there is no need for me to testify. A spokesperson for Maxwell's family had previously said she was too fragile to testify. Too fragile, my ass. 
On the 29th of December 2021, Maxwell was found guilty and convicted by a jury in US federal court on five sex trafficking related counts carrying a potential just uh, just deal sentence of up to 65 years imprisonment. One of sex traf- one of sex trafficking of a minor, one of transporting a minor with the intent to exchange in criminal sexual activity and three conspiracy to commit uh, uh, Choate felonies, fifth, which is 15 years in total. On the 28th of June 2022, Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Now, pretty sure she is fairly. She's. I'm pretty sure she's not fairly old, but. Let me see how old she is. Give me a quick second. So she's currently 61 years old, so she will be in there when she's in her 80s, which makes me think that she's never getting out of prison. I'll probably die in there. She's probably going to die in prison, yeah. But that, my friends, is the case of Jeffrey Epstein. That's it. That's all of it. It's all, it's, well, there's, there's, this case is huge. There's so much to it, but... um. Gladly, the man is not seeing the light of day. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't seem like justice has been paid off is the fact that Andrew's still trotting about. Yeah, that 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 side of it, him trotting about and him having everything restored, that that's that's not justice. Served at all. Other people that were clearly involved, which have not been publicly named completely. Um, hopefully that comes out in the future. But yeah, that was the case. That was the case of Jeffrey Epstein. It's been a longer episode, I understand, but we wanted to have the whole thing about Prince Andrew being in one full episode instead of being halfway in the last episode and then half in this one. We wanted to do it in full. So we yeah, and instead of him him being on his own thing, you know. Uh, it makes it better that we include him instead of us talking about Epstein and then doing a sole episode on Prince Andrew and then saying, oh, well, in reference to just have it in the episode so it's there in the moment when we're talking about Yeah. Well, yeah, it. exactly. But yeah, that is the final part of the Jeffrey Epstein saga. Well, saga, shit, absolute fucking horrific case. Uh, so I, un- I understand this one was a bit. It was hard hitting because there was a lot that we that I went through. I understand that it is a bit horrific to listen to, but that is the case of Jeffrey Epstein, and I think I don't think he killed himself. Well, we don't know. I feel like maybe he did. I feel like there was something like he just didn't want to have to deal with it all, and then did himself away but the fact there's no cameras that sort of thing makes it a bit more sketchy on the fact that maybe someone killed him yeah. and didn't want anyone to see it so it made it look like a suicide well yeah exactly but yeah thank you guys for listening to this episode you've had two weeks of me uh next week is gonna be <laughs> yeah next week's gonna be uh matt's week you've had two weeks of me so you can get a bit of a break for my cases next week 
But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I know Matt has to head out soon. He's got a busy evening ahead of him. I do not. Uh, uh yeah, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna have the fucking Pizza Express reviews in my head. Jesus you know, I, I I it's trust the internet and fucked up situations. They try and make jokes out of it, but um, yeah, we this has been a big case to cover, and um, you know, one that's been in the the, the public news for quite some time now. So um, what I'll do next week, I do not know. But yeah, it's good it's good to have a two parter. Yeah, it's been a while. Come back every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any suggestions for any future episodes, just send it in. We are always up for it. But yeah, we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.